This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Panther Nation Podcast. Yeah. Let's go. Huh. Yeah. Oh, cut it. Cut right. And I would like to introduce one of the hottest podcasts in Carolina history. Let's go. Oh, 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 you stop less chat. We got time to chop it up. Talking analytics and fantasy draft, you know what's up. Panther Nation representing, cause this is where we talk that. Talk that's so incredible, make them rewind that talk back. Pause. Talking Panthers football, we discussing it all. On and off the field, you know exactly who to call. You know we the number one podcast. Competition is non-existent, you need to stop that. Pause. It's an honor to be a Panther fan, Paul. At Bank of America, that is where we ball. Coming to the jungle, then you gonna feel the pause. Winning the trophy for the city, it is a call. Black, white, and blue, we going Carolina strong. And this is the conversation where everyone belongs. Discussing all the numbers and topics, you know we got it. We the hottest podcast, and we popping. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's cracking, Panther Nation? What is good, man? It feels like it's been forever since we potted, Dave. Is this only me? been a week? Man, it feels like it's been at least. Well, you be out here doing morning huddles. I'm out here doing HBCU yeah. content. You know, we, we all doing other we, things around here in these streets. We are. It's a lot going on. I feel like it's been forever since we potted together, Dave. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what it is, man. But anyway, we here. We here. We are here. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to, to talk about, Dave. It's a lot to talk about. Uh, but before we get into it, like we normally do, we got to get it cracking. How was your weekend, Dave? Weekend was good, man. You know, this was my favorite weekend of the year. I was I went out of town for the weekend, a quick trip to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of chilled Bro, out. You might well get you a spot. You might well get a condo or something in Atlanta as much as you there. I got there's There's one thing that has to be there if I do something like that. You know what that is? What's that? A job. And there's no job there. So I will yeah, be. No, there's, there's, there's plenty of jobs there. No, no. But you like have one so, lined up at the something moment. that fits for what I want to do. Gotcha. So, I so mean, for, I'm sure they I'm sure they have that there. Uh, 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 and not in Atlanta. It's a little further, further closer to my to my home state in Georgia, though, you know, but nah. but either way, man, it was a good weekend. I chilled out, um, you know, caught the games. It was wild card weekend. I only missed one game this weekend, and that was on Monday. But overall, you know, good times. Like I'm, I got inter- I got a job. Matter of fact, crazy you say that I got an interview tomorrow f- for my gig at my company right now. So we'll see how that goes tomorrow. Um, but overall, you know, can't complain. And by That's the way, I look at y'all chat. I'm not turning into no Falcons fan. Y'all can go ahead and cash that out. That can't happen. There's there's some cities I can't be fans of. I'm not a fan of misery, so I can't be a Falcons fan. Mm. But yeah, man, for me, not nothing too much going on, man. Same old, same old. Uh, you know, got to chill, relax. Uh, lots of, you know, you know, just the same, man. Just chilling. We just chilling, man. Ain't, ain't nothing happening. Dance season over. No, it ain't. We just getting started. This is about to ramp up. <laughs> me, we just about to get started. We got cheer. I got cheer going on. Had a I had a, uh, a game last week I had to go to we yeah busy busy with the girls man the girls keep me busy 
Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way, man. I like the I, I can't be bored. I, I hate being bored. So uh, yeah, I've been, I've been, I'm, I've been, uh, I'm still evoing. So it's, you know, I did add another tournament to the list. I got a tournament in May, June, and July now. So I'm gonna be, I'll be on the, I'm gonna be on the road once, once this, this, this winter goes away. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah, man. to it. So, uh, but yeah, man, before we get started, Dave, we have to, we got to give a shout out to the ladies of Zeta Phi Beta. Mm-hmm. It is their Founders Day today. My wife is a Zeta. Uh, and we got we have a couple of listeners, I believe, that are Zetas as well. So we appreciate y'all. Happy Founders Day. Happy Founders Day to all the AKAs out there and the Deltas, because your Founders Day occurred when our show was not live. That's a so fact. shout out to all the Greek organizations. Everybody got their Founders Day off. I, I believe that about sums it up. I don't know when all with all due respect. I, I just don't know when the uh, IOTAs was founded. I don't I don't know theirs off the top of my head. I, it, w- it wasn't in January. I'm, I'm yeah, very confident I, of that. I think bad. the Kappas, Again, the Kappas no were founded in I think everybody was founded in January, so I think the Kappas... No, the Kappas were founded in January. The, yeah. the Alphas were the, the alphas, founded in December. The alphas, uh, alphas, Omegas, and uh, and Rose was founded in... Uh, Rose and... Rose, the Rose were definitely were founded outside November. of January. A lot yeah. of us was founded in January. It's like yeah. a... a lot of, it's like... Yeah. A, it's, like <laughs> it's like everybody had this idea in, in the beginning of the month. Like, yo. Yeah, man. Yeah. Let's make this happen. You got to get the you got to get the year started off right. You you hit the you know how you come into a new year and you want to reset? Then yeah. you, all your do- ideas come at the end of the year. You like, "All right. At the beginning of the year, we're going to get it cracking." And that's what they did back in Absolutely. back in the early 90s. They, they was said, like, "Yo, we They said we, we ain't got time off. for this nonsense." Yeah. Back then last minute wasn't a thing. Like we we get it done early and often. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's what they did, you know? So, shout out to all the the members of the D9 that celebrated Founders Day. Yeah. Um, shout out, shout out to all. Yeah, shout out to Greeks, weeks. man. Greek Greek life is a fun thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. We support all Greeks on this channel, man. Uh, so shout out to that. We give everybody love. We don't hate on nobody. I'm too old to be having Greek beef. I so shout out to everybody, this. man. Salute, salute to everybody. Salute. Um, but anyway, uh, let's get it cracked. Dave, let's go ahead and get it started, man. Let's start with the wild card weekend. Uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of games. I called a lot of games. I, I was five and one, Dave, on the weekend. Shout out to Carlo in the pregame ca- podcast. If you're not down with the pregame, it joined us lit. Shout out to Vash. Shout out to Carlo. Go check out the pregame podcast, man. It was fun. We called the games. I'm five and one. Dave, how'd you feel? What 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 was you what was you doing? Uh, how'd you call them? I got the Dolphins pick wrong. I thought that one wrong. Because look, man, I take risks. Oh, and you had the nerve to call me out over my picks? No, on- no, no. Well, I mean, look, the, the Eagles won, dog. There was no way no, in hell I'll pick no, Philadelphia. Bro, <laughs> oh, bro you're gonna pick you're gonna pick the Dolphins. I, in I zero wanted, degree weather I wanted over it, the I, Well, I picked Detroit for the Super Bowl, right? So I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. So I take I tend to take a little bit more risk. I thought that there was a possibility that the Chiefs could catch this fade. But what I probably should have done is change my pick when I saw that weather. But Tyreek Hill was used to it. The concern I had was Tua. And, you know, but you know what I learned over the weekend and wildcard weekend, man? Cam Newton was right. Cam Newton was right. It's a lot, Cam a lot Newton of was right. Court, a lot of I definitely did not pick Dallas. There. Let me be clear. I didn't pick Dallas either. <laughs> I did not pick Dallas. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I picked... The only one I got wrong was the Eagles. I picked the Eagles. I thought they were, I know they were struggling towards the end of the year, but I thought they would get it back on track. And that's apparently that might have been the easiest pick I had. I knew the Bucks was going to destroy them dudes, man. I didn't even watched the game. I saw the score and I was like, yeah, well, at least I didn't miss a good game. I 
Because that's that would just be the Panthers thing to do. That's the Panthers thing to do. We let Baker go, and then Baker balls out of his mind. Hold, hold that thought, because I I got boy, I got some. <laughs> I, I got I have Panther Nation. I have questions. I have questions, and a lot of y'all might look at me funny when I ask the question. But hold that thought on Baker, because it coincides right with the general manager break breakdown. But just hold that thought. We're gonna get there. But boy, I got some questions. All right. A Cash says, as much as it sucks to be a Panthers fan, wildcard weekend was awesome. As a hater of certain teams, seeing the Cowboys and Eagles lose got me hyped. If only the Chiefs lost too. Hey, listen, it, it, it felt good to watch good football. I tell you that, man. Like as, as a Panthers fan, sometimes we forget like good football exists and good football is played out there. But man, that Detroit, the Detroit game was good. It was just a lot of good games, man. A lot of good, competitive, hard fought games. And it's just good football on display. Good football was on display this weekend. And it and it just some of that stuff, man. I'm I'm sitting here watching these teams. I'm like, yo, they make it look so easy. Like you got guys running wide open. I'm like, why can't why why can't we get well, the Cowboys like, had everybody looking wide open though? And we're gonna talk about that too. At some point, I'm gonna slip that in. Pause. Hey, yo. Pause. Come on, Dave. Flagrant. Pause. Hey, yo. What you mean though? What, what what you getting at? I don't understand where you going. Folks with out that. here talking about Dan Quinn. I'm like, no. Oh yeah, Dan Quinn. No. That defense got slot. They got no. Slaughtered, bro. We're Dude. not talking about coaches. We're not. Co- we're not. Co- we're not about talking coaches about today. coaches. Just GMs. Just GMs that's fine. I'm just gonna much. say it again. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But shout it. out. Since we're talking about GMs, shout out to Brad Holmes, North Carolina A&T alumnus. Shout out Get to Brad Detroit. Holmes, man. Aggie pride to Brad Holmes. That's Hype. right. That's he got right, me hyped at the, the elevator uh, clip. Dog. Him, bro, that was dope, man. Aggie pride to Brad Holmes, bro. Let me tell you we something. We that are man gonna built talk that team. We are, that yeah, man we're going to talk team. about that. We're going to talk about that, day. Hold that thought as well. We're going to talk about when it comes to general manager breakdowns. We're going we gonna to talk about that. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, just a great, great games. Great football was played. Good defense. I'm just watching, like, you you know, you watch the Bucks game, and you see guys just running wide open. And it's like, man, why why can't why can't we get that? Like, why can't we get some guys running wide open, uh, and, and you know, and, and some yakage? Like, I, I saw so much yak in that game. I'm like, what? I haven't. Even, I forgot what yak looks like, bro. It that's that's how that's how bad our offense has been all year. I forgot what lack yak looks like, bro. It's been bad. It's been bad. Uh, Helen Keller's dog says, "What's good, guys? Hope y'all are well." Now with the Bucks uh, getting that win, how are we feeling about Canellis as our possible head coach? Dude, making QBs like Baker and Geno Smith have comeback seasons, bro. We're not talking about coaches today, but I, I'm gonna give y'all a quick sneak peek. <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all a quick sneak peek. Canellis is in my top three. Canellis is in my top three. Spoiler alert: He was already Canellis in mine. Is in my top three, and I'm gonna go back. To the GM, and once we get to that, G- what well, F it? Let's go ahead and get right to it because I got questions, Dave. Let's go. I got questions, Dave. Let's go. I got questions for Panther Nation because you know, you know, what we did, Dave. When something goes bad here in Carolinas, <laughs> like we immediately, oh, the GM sucks. The GM, Scott Fitterer, trash. He can't, his draft sucks. He can't, he's responsible for all these quarterbacks and they all are trash. Scott Fitterer, you gotta go. 
But Baker was just here last year, right? Mm-hmm. And we just saw Baker do a thug thizzle against not all season, all season long. Baker what has cooked. So, so which is it, Dave? Is it is it the GM's fault that we can't get the best out of the guys he brings to Carolina, or are we going to put the blame where it needs to go? I got questions, Dave. <laughs> I got questions. Is it really the GM's fault? And you got you to sit back and wonder why Scott Fitter hung around so long. And I, I told y'all, as soon as Scott Fitter was fired, I told y'all I felt bad for him. I felt bad for Fitter because he got a raw deal. Pause. Bro, he he brought in guys. It didn't work out because these, these, these coaches suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the truth. I mean... Like, let's keep it a buck. Like, no pun in, well, pun intended. I don't care. But let's keep it a buck, man. Like, the best coach, the best coach Fitterer had was an interim coach. And that's a fact. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. The best coach that Fitterer had as the GM was an interim coach. Period. And we could probably give Wilk some heat saying, because he kind of he had Baker too, but obviously. It wasn't working at the time. He made the executive decision to, to say we didn't need him. He still won more games than any other coach during the Tepper era has done. Bro, no, it, uh, uh, this is this is Cap. Nah, nah, this he ain't he ain't have he had zero say in With a, Matt in Rule hiring any coach. Matt, With he Ma- didn't hire Matt Rule, and I I highly doubt he had any input in hiring Reich. Completely disagree. Completely disagree. He was given Matt. He had. He was forced to work with Matt Rule. Yeah, he took the job while Rule was here. Now, now I will give. I'll give. I'll give my guy like a ten game situation, even if he hired right. But then you should say, well, if that's the case, you should have fired both of them at the same time. Why wait? You know what I'm saying? Why wait? Clean house. If you're gonna do all that. But, you know, I look, man, I've been screaming about coaching for a very long set for a very long period of time. Um, You know, I think coaching matters more than what folks want to realize. And I think maybe because because we were critical on previous coaches who actually had success, we don't know what good coaching looks like in Carolina. But uh, rule wasn't it right. Wasn't it? I mean, it's obvious. We had that all-star cast of, of coaches, and, and we got two wins out of it. So there were decisions that were made that what letting Reddick walk, that wasn't on him, bro. Like, let's not do this. You guys don't understand. Fitterer, Fitterer took this job on a bad hand. You can probably give Fitterer grief about doing that, but that's a whole different discussion. Fitterer really didn't be like Federer really didn't have the ability to be the GM that you expect the GM to be. But I don't yeah. think none of you guys are going to be willing to accept that because y'all are looking at the wins and losses. And ultimately that's what it boils down to. It always boils oh, yeah. down to wins and losses. And it boils down to wins and, and losses. When, it, when it's when it's a bad product that day, you got to blame somebody, bro. So I get I just it, remember but... I just remember the first time that Herney got fired. You remember the story about how he got fired? No. Jerry Richardson asked him, for what I'm, for based on the report, Jerry Richardson asked him, why is this team bad? Herney said he didn't know. 
He was fired the next day. He was gone. He was gone. Rivera stayed. Rivera was safe. And then they ended up turning it around, and then they hired Gettleman and blah, 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 blah. But I say all that to say the accountability goes in certain directions depending on what the role of those people are. And it was clear as day when Federer got in. I think Federer, we know that Federer got picked because he had to pick somebody that had to work with Matt Rule. Because whoever was going to take that job wasn't going to be able to like remove Rule immediately. You weren't going to get that opportunity because Rule had final say on everything. Tepper had Tepper was forced to get involved in the situation. Yeah. Shout out to Wade. Wade says, I believe Fitterer never got a chance to choose his guy's head coach. I believe that as well. And I do believe what A-Cash says here. And I, I agree with this. This is this speaks to my sentiments as well. A-Cash says, I do think Fitterer got a raw deal, but I also agree that we had to let him go. Yep. We need to start, start, from, start from scratch. I do agree with that. Completely agree with that. I'm 1,000% on board. Because you have to have guys that worked. Well, let me uh, let me hold my, my analysis for when we go through these guys. But yeah, we got eleven candidates. Uh, I just got questions. Like I just got questions. We've seen guys leave our organization. They ball out, and we sit here hope, twiddling our thumbs. Like why, why, why we couldn't? Why that didn't happen here? And it's because of coaching. Our coaching situation is not good. Doesn't matter the personnel we have. This is why. This is why I get, I get upset when you start throwing guys like I- Icky. Like it, it ain't worked out right. Well, Icky ain't been great. But has he had the best coaching? Has he been put in the best position to succeed? Our wide receivers, some of our receivers, I think, I think, uh, I think Terrace Marshall could be better. Like I feel like there's so many opportunities. If we had the right coaching here, I feel like we can get more out of the players we have. Of, of course, we can upgrade some talent in some positions. Yes, can we go out and get a true wide receiver one? Yes, I agree. But I do also at the same time think that we can get more out of the guys we have with proper and better coaches here in Carolina. And I hope that that's what happens in this cycle. We get some grown-ups in the building and some real coaches that can come here and develop talent. That's what's mo- that's what we've been missing around here forever. We cannot develop anything. That's why our draft, I mean, our draft picks miss, because we cannot develop. We've got to get guys that can come, come in here and coaches that can actually develop somebody. Look, so, man, we had somebody. We saw it. We saw it last year. That team was a 180 when Wilkes took over. Yeah, but that's not – we don't know. that. You, we saw over six games. We don't know if Twelve. developed. 12 games. Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. Yes, you're correct. We, we saw over a, a small sample size. True development takes years. No, I agree be, with you. you gotta I agree with, with you, but – Three to four years. I completely agree with you, bro. But the point is, is that nobody thought that team was going to win six games when Wilkes took over. Nobody. No, I agree. Folks thought that Wilkes was going to walk in there and we were going to be taking our way to a number one overall pick. That's what folks thought. And now y'all like, well, maybe we should have did that. No. How about you understand that these players ain't trying to lose and the schemes that we had wasn't working. And then somebody else walked in there and all damn near won a division. And that's why everybody had all this hope, including me. But yeah, they blew it all up. And I mean, they blew it all up. They found a way to blow it all up. And now we here. No GM, no coach. I mean, Alex, look, Alex, look at that. You got two guys out of how many guys over the past six, seven seasons? You got you can name two guys. So That's we develop wait, time out, time out. So we developed these two guys, but the coaching staff, wait, wait, stop. 
but the okay. coaching staff that did it ain't there anymore. Exactly. They weren't there. Exactly. So what are we talking about? Remember, y'all want Rivera out. <laughs> that that those, so like there's one guy that might have had development since Tepper took over this team. One guy. You know who that guy is? Who's that? Derrick Brown. Y'all would call him a bust too. Derrick Brown, that that's the only guy we can look at to see that has shown true development. Like he's that, gotten better and better and better every year. That's what I want to see multiple guys do. I want to get to that point where we're seeing multiple guys develop into something. And we just haven't. I mean, Luvu, Luvu, I'll give you Luvu too. Luvu has developed into a, a great, yeah. great player. I'll give well, we you. We didn't draft Luvu. No, ain't no yet. True, true. Ain't no yeah, yet. Yeah, we didn't but draft. Luvu. I'm talking about like drafting yeah, somebody. Yeah, but he he was undrafted, and you got to give him that. That's a true development pick. No, that's fair. No, it's we fair. I'll, give, I'll un- give the credit. Yeah, we got to give him that. We got to. I'll him give him that because he's he has gotten better and better and better. So I'll give hell, Dave. You trying to take away the only damn two week, only one week? We only got two. We can choose. They I mean, some people will say Chuba, but I mean, Chuba, I'll give him Chuba. Ch- okay, Chuba, let's Chuba's keep, fine. Let's, Chuba's developed. I'll give you Chuba. I'll give you Chuba. I'll give you Chuba. I'll give you Luvu, and I'll give you Dare Brown. That's really it. That's really it. Yeah. There's other That's Browns that didn't it. develop, but I'll leave it at that. All right, what you, what we got, Shad? Let's let's rock. All right, let's, let's, let's go talk ahead about these get, GMs. We got a lot of them. The so. GM candidate. It's a it's eleven candidates. We got to get into. Uh, again, we 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 gonna talk. Keep we keep getting asked about Bobby Sloan. We gonna get into Bob. We gonna get into the coaches later. We gonna, this is just about. Y'all worried GM. about the coaches? Ain't Y'all need enough. to worry about these general managers. Ain't ain't enough time in the world for us to go over everybody. We got to break this thing up. So we're going to talk about the GM today, and then next week we'll talk about uh, the coaches if you know we got time because things are going to move swiftly as soon as all these coaches are available to be interviewed. Right now, everybody's not. Some coaches are getting virtual interviews, but that doesn't really. It's the in-person interviews that really really matter, and that can't happen until the twenty-second. So next week we'll talk more about the. the uh the the um the the head coaches. All right, so in the meantime, in the meantime, let's go ahead and talk about these GM candidates. Let me get my my uh, window shared here. But while you do that, let me talk about Underdog real quick because go ahead. Unless no, no, you so, good. Go ahead. So guys, Underdog Fantasy, we got best ball going on right now. Last week they did the playoff. They started with the playoff best ball. If you had a rough week on wildcard wild card weekend, I got good news. They have best ball now starting in the divisional round. So go to underdogfantasy.com and use the code PNP when you do. Sign up for best ball. This tournament is as cheap as five bucks that you can do. And you can win a lot of money, ladies and gentlemen. And then you can do the pickums, or you can win some dough as well um, on higher and lower. So go to underdogfantasy.com and use the code PNP when you do. Thank you. All right, before we get into everything, make sure you stay on the prowl, pursue your dreams, radiate positivity, overcome an obstacle, work hard, and love what you do. Always stay on the prowl, all right? Stay on the prowl, okay? That's what we do around here. Shout out to our Patreon members, patreon.com forward slash PC. Uh, MVPs, appreciate y'all. Uh, franchise folks, appreciate y'all. And free agents, we appreciate y'all. Dave gave y'all the underdog fantasy look, so we're going to skip right over that. Let's get into it, Dave. General managers. Now, when we talk about general managers, let's let's really get into this because it, it falls into three buckets, okay? Little little teaching here, okay, for those that really because some of y'all just be throwing throwing stuff out there, but let's really dive into what types of GMs are out there, okay? So you got scouted GMs, 
Typically, the guys, their scouts at heart, comfortable evaluating players at college practices or at games. And again, we see a lot of shift towards analytics. But at the end of the day, it really all boils down to scouting. Can you scout individual players and can you develop said players? That's what the scouting background offers. Coaching, that's a dual threat guy. That's the Bill Belichick's, the Bill O'Brien's. It often fails. Okay. That kind of situation often fails, right? We don't you don't see it too often. You got your Jim Harbaugh's that worked out well with the 49ers, but again, it eventually fell through. But Bill Belichick's the guys that have both the head coaching role and get the GM role don't really work out too often. You don't see it very often. But like we've been giving Bill a lot of grief as of late because they decided to let him go. And let me tell you guys something. Bill was successful doing both. He was very successful doing both for a long period of time, and it just yep. it fell through. Yeah. And again, it doesn't happen happen very often. There's some exceptional. Shanahan did it for there. Denver back in the day, too. Yep. Mark Shanahan. But, uh, like the like the slide says, it's rare, um, and it, sometimes it doesn't work. But when it does, and you got a good situation like Bill did back in the day, it it often it, 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 it fades out. All right. But then now you got the new trend, the the cap and the slash analytics guys. Again, you starting to see it more and more often. Okay, crucial for sustained success. But there's often a lack of understanding. Um, of the excuse me this it's often not accepted right so we're going to talk about one candidate that kind of bump heads with the head coach at the time right and because we look at it from an analytical view sometimes that don't rock with the with the with the scouting guys okay so that's why some teams the way they're structured you have an assistant manager that does a cap role and you have an assistant manager that has a scouting role that's how the eagles are set up okay but sometimes when you get that analytics guy it don't really mesh, and that's kind of what Tepper Tepper's an analytics guy, right? And sometimes it doesn't it doesn't work well. With he's got to get everybody. He's got to get right? everybody in the room. Exactly, exactly. and he hasn't had so, that yet. Again, there is some resistance from teams that are accepting of this, but you're starting to see it more and more often. It's just starting to come up, starting to creep up. But again, you can never replace the football knowledge and the football guys. You got to have balance. If you're going to go with a cap slash analytics guy, it's got to be very, very important. Somebody says Raz Warriors, Rascal. Exactly. That That's what you get. That's that's the cap analytics guys. There's the Raz guys. Right. And that's kind of has. That's what rule used. That's what the rule. Whenever we, dra- Yo, dog, whenever yeah. we draft somebody, what's that Rascal looking at? That don't be like nine, nine point five, nine point eight. Yeah. Yeah. Rule, like Amari Barno. Definitely a Raz guy. Rule is definitely a Raz guy. Oh, Mario Barno, yeah, he was like the Raz King, like the perfect <laughs> Raz score. And then he ain't played but three or four snaps. All right. So, so um, Eddie says, please talk about Panthers past GMs and where they fell on this board. I could tell you, Fitterer, Fitterer had a, sc- a scouting background. He, so did he, Gettleman. He, de- he developed as a scout. Yeah, Gettleman has a we We haven't had a, a GM that's a cap slash analytics. We haven't had that. Like a GM. We've had guys that ha- held that role. And have done that in the front office, but not as a GM, right? So we haven't had that. All of our guys have been scout, have scouting backgrounds, and we've never had. Well, that's not true. We've had rule that had final say on roster decisions, so he kind of would fall in that coaching uh, general slash general manager role that we don't he would. necessarily like. 
Yeah. So rule will fall there. But if you want to talk about the other GMs that we've had, Federer, Gettleman, and Herney, they're all they all got scouting backgrounds. My man, my man Rob said Federer had a yes man background. That's funny. That huh. is funny. All right. So now that we have the lay of the land, let let me ask y'all this. I'm let me let me do a quick poll because I want to poll this before and after. So Dave, Dave, take it for a second while I uh while I so, set this poll up. So while you guys hop in the chat, I need you guys to start thinking about what I'm assuming you're gonna ask them what you rather have, right? I'm gonna ask them, yeah, what they want. Oh boy, there's four hundred and seventy-seven people in analytics. here. So y'all better, y'all better, y'all better do this poll. Y'all better do this poll. Because let me tell you something. But now, nah, but like I just want you guys to think about the GMs that we've had, right? All right, we had Marty Herney and we had um Dave Gettleman, Scott Fitterer, Matt Rule. Those are pretty much the four we've had in this franchise. Oh, um, we had Polian before too, didn't we? Polian, yep. Bill Polian yep. was a genius. I, I can't tell you. Yeah, I can't tell you what he was, but I'm sure he wasn't an analytics. Let me guy. let me check and see. Now, now I gotta go and pull up GM history because I. But he's definitely not an analytics. He's far yeah, from that. Could, yeah, uh, that's old school, bro. Uh, start a poll. All right. Let so me here see we go. here. Let me Where see here. Let me Scouting. tell you these. We had we had Mike McCormick. Um, Bill Polian, Jack Busfusky. Well, no, general manager. We have Mike McCormick, Bill Polian, Dom Capers did both for a period, and then you had Marty Herney, Seifer did both. So we've had we didn't just we had we've had folks who were just a GM. We've had folks who did both. We've had two. We had Capers. Capers did it for like a year. That might have been because when Bill Polian left, Capers took over. And then we also had George Seifert that did both. Um, so there's your history. And George Seifert only only um, before before Matt Rule he was the only head coach that didn't make the playoffs. Um, before the Tepper era, he was the only head coach to not make the playoffs for us. And he was the head coach and general manager. So he did both. He drafted Steve Smith. Shout out to Smitty, man. The guy. Yep. I gotta reach out. We gotta reach out to Smitty, Dave. We gotta give uh uh a season recap. We should we should try to do a season recap. Because he ain't gonna right. see I, I got rid of the green screen, so maybe he'll let me do it online, but I yeah. might have to fly it out again. We'll see. Yeah, we'll figure we'll it out. See. Uh, you've as many times you've been to Atlanta, I'm sure you could fit in a, a Charlotte trip. I'm pretty sure I can. All right, sure so we're gonna let that we're gonna let that run for a little bit. Uh, and see what y'all want right now. It's a heavy lean towards scouting. A heavy lean towards scouting. Okay. I'm assuming you linked heavy it somewhere. Yes, yeah, in the chat. It's in the chat. I was pinned. Yeah. Well, uh, it's automatically pinned. All right. It's a poll. So I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let that sit for a little second. Uh. So this is a good question. I got a question. Is there a limit to how many coaches slash staff a team can have? No. And in fact, Philadelphia has one of the largest staffs and Tepper likes that. Tepper actually name dropped Philly as a staff he wants to, to emulate because they have a large just when you look at their roster, they're, they're, they they do it right. They have several. They don't have just one assistant general manager like we do. They have two of them. They have a cap guy and they have a, 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 um, a more of a scouting guy. And then they both report to Howie Roseman, so that you can have it's however you want to cut the check. It's however you want to cut the check. That's a good question, though. Mm. Good question. All right, so I'm a, I'm gonna stop this. Uh, let me let me see how many. How many votes we got? 
I don't know how many. Here we go. We got 147 votes, Dave. That ain't enough. That ain't enough, man. Nah. Let's, get the, 200, let's get the 200 votes. Not with 477 people watching. It's, that is not enough. Check, check the comments. Let's get the votes up. Let's get to 200 votes. Because I'm going to ask this question again later once you see the candidates. <laughs> and I want to see how it changes. This is an experiment. This is an experiment. Okay. While I'm here, let me promote some mods, man. Let me promote some mods. I'm going on mod promotion season. And to get, are we at two hundred? Somebody said two hundred, so we'll see if we got the two hundred. Yeah, we at one eighty. We at one eighty right now. One eighty-two. Let's get it. We need a couple more votes. Let's get this thing going, man. Hmm. And hit the like button too while you voting. I'm about to go. I'm about to go vote. That's not what I wanted to do. Who chow? It said mods unite. <laughs> Let me tell you something. All right, well, two hundred eight votes. So we good. We got the two hundred eight votes. All right, yep. let's go ahead and get let me in the poll. 75%. 75% of y'all said y'all wanted uh um a scouting. A scouting GM. 13% said cap slash analytics. 11% said coaching. I'm surprised 11% or coaching got that much, to be honest with you. And just for transparency's sake, I voted for scouting. I didn't vote. But if it's me, I'm rolling with the cap analytics person. I just like it. Again, that's just me. I like I like it. I'm cool with like the cap it. analytics, but I think you yeah, if you if you go with the cap analytics, you gotta make sure you have a scouting exactly guy as a as an assistant GM. And even though we know person. yeah, and even though we and that's the thing, right? We already have somebody that does that now. We got Samir. We already got mm-hmm. a cap. Samir's a cap. He's a cap guy. He's not necessarily an analytics guy. Mm. I like analytics too, but I don't know if analytics will fix some of the things I've been seeing. We gotta, we gotta get a scout. We gotta make sure we got. I agree. To help I'm not. Out. I don't disagree. I would I definitely, for the record, I'm not gonna be mad if we get a scouting because that again, I just talked about us getting the guys, and then, the, but it, again, it doesn't matter who we get in the building if they're not coached properly. Right, so it's you got to get the right coach with the right GM, and I think that's a discussion we got to have later. C L T first. That's spelled C L T one S T. It's a refreshing new podcast of Charlotte people by Charlotte people for Charlotte people. No bots, no AI, just real human voices. We call it news for people who are so over local news. We work with natural allies, all locally owned, like the Charlotte Ledger, Queen City Nerve, Charlotte Post, and many others. We're all about local, local, local with minimal murder and mayhem. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Instagram. Change your morning routine with us. CLT first. So Brandon Brown is our first uh, subject here. Brandon Brown, he's from the Giants. He Right now he's assistant general manager, previous experience of a scouting assistant. And let me just go to this and just kind of tell you, because what I like, what I want to know when I'm, when I'm researching these guys is what is their claim to fame? Like what are they, 
what are they being touted for? What is their what are their responsibilities with their current team, right? And so if I go to the Giants website and I read the bio for this gentleman, um, it says this. Uh, he was instrumental in the 2022 roster renovation that enabled the Giants to finish 9-7-1 and earn their first player uh, postseason berth in six years. And then prior to that, prior to joining the Giants, it says he spent five years with Philly, uh, promoted to the team's director of player personnel in 2021, uh, and then he oversaw the player, uh, the pro scouting department and did some crossover work with some, with some college stuff as well. But Dave, I'm not really seeing tangible things of what he did with the Giants to get me excited about this. His claim to fame is a football solutions guy. Like he wants to figure it out. He uh because he has a law background, uh, and he's he's uh a business background, excuse me. He's got a business administration background, entrepreneurship. I need to see some tangible things that you've done, and I'm not seeing it. Dave, what you think? I don't know, man. I think he has a shot because he's been in the Philly in the Philly room, but other than that. I'm, yeah, I'm guessing he won that chip with Philadelphia. Yep, he was in the building when they got that when they got that ring. So shout out to him. Nah, that's important. I, I believe that's important. So I don't. You know who else was in that room when they got that ring? Right. Yep. So I, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not 100 in on this one. Um, football solution guy. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Fair enough. I get it. Somebody get said it. Rooney. It's a couple. It's, yes, it's, nah, it's nah, there's like a couple. Three, it's three of them. It's three black people. And it ain't just I black people, though. It's not, it's yeah, just it's, minorities. It's, no, I'm just, I'm saying three black people, and then it's, an, I think it's another minority in here, too. Yeah, I mean, nah, so I'm good. I'm good on this one. All right, uh, let's keep it moving. All right, next person we have is Mike. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but I'm gonna go Disner. Disney. I'm gonna go Mike Disner. He's currently the chief operations officer for the Detroit Lions who are currently in the playoffs, okay? Disner, 16th season in the NFL, uh, fourth season with the Lions, and he was named in 2022, he was named the organization's chief operating officer after previously serving as a senior vice president of football operate, excuse me, football and business administration, right? So tangible things, Dave. What what has he done? What has he done? And when I read this, Dave, this is what I want to hear. When I when I when I when I go to your your team's website, how was your team propping you up, Dave? I think you're gonna like this one. Okay, bear with me as I read this. In 2021, Dave, in that off season, Disney worked alongside principal owner and chairperson Sheila Hamp, president and CEO CEO. Uh, Rod Wood and Special Assistant President CEO and Chairperson Chris Spielman. That's a lot of people. A lot of important lot of people. people he worked with, okay? He worked with them to reshape the culture and leadership of the Lions football operation, okay? The group led a broad search that resulted in the hiring of Executive Vice President and General Manager Dave Brad Holmes and Head Coach Dan Campbell. The newly formed group continues to shepherd in a new era of success with the Detroit Lions organization. And we just seen them get their first playoff victory in 32 effing seasons. OK, so when you talk about tangible things, when you're in the room making those kind of decisions, that's what I want, Dave. That's what I want. What say you, Dave? He's up there. 
He's up there, bro. Like, I knew about the whole committee, did not realize he was on that committee that selected Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. And I remember when they made that decision to bring them both in at the same time, and they were criticized pretty heavily about that decision, but it has worked out. Dog, they ain't had a home game since 1991. Bruh. Like, think crazy. about that. Think about that. We're out here, sitting here, 2-15, and 15, screaming, the world's going in. These guys ain't had a home playoff game in over 30. The last time they had a home playoff game other than last weekend, the Panthers didn't exist. They didn't even get the franchise yet. Like, they were still just trying to get the approval to get the franchise. They have it to 93. So, like, that puts just, it in perspective. So, just real quick, Dave, when we talk about the type of person he is and the type of GM he is, he's an analytics guy. He, he's not an analytics guy, he's more of a cap, a cap salary guy. cap, and contract guy. So he he manages the salary cap well, uh, he negotiates well, uh, and just keep keep continuing to read from the, the Lions website. He joined the Lions 2019 with an extensive background in player contract negotiations and salary cap regulations at both the club and league level. Um, during his first two seasons with the club, he served as vice president of football administration, focusing on matters pertaining to the club salary cap management, player contract negotiations, and compliance with the collective bargain agreement. So he oversaw. Dave, and to your point, he oversaw the club's analytics efforts and financial uh, strategic planning as it relates to player acquisitions and roster construction. So when it comes to just managing everything around the cap, the analytics, this is your guy. So he's going to fall in that bucket. He's going to fall in that bucket. Okay. Okay. I approve this one. We hired this guy. I know a lot of folks want this guy because this might be the only shot to get Ben Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I think that might. So be the, the, the question is, the question is, so here's the question, right? When you look at the you, you've heard the buzz on the street is that he could be uh, or we could be hiring a vice president of football operations or VP that would co- constitute as a uh, promotion. Right. I believe. I don't know. If chief op- chief operation officer, vice president. I don't know how that works. Is that equal? Is that lateral movement? Would he decline that? I don't know. Is a general manager technically a promotion? I don't know how it relates to that, but just something to keep an eye on because, yes, in each of these, I have the connections, coaching connections. Does he have a coach connection? We all know that, obviously, Detroit has Ben Johnson. So when you bring them in. There's another person they got, too. The D.C., Aaron Glenn. I know you guys want an offensive guy, but. Aaron Glenn has been playing pretty pretty damn good DC too. Just just an FYI. But is he is he on our list? I don't think we're interviewing him. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I'm talking. I'm talking about specific connections to guys that are on our list. Got so it. We see right. coaching connections at the bottom. That's guys. To on, that's guys on our list. Because again, I talk about this all the time. But I want a I want a tandem that has had work that has worked together in the past. What's the point of bringing in two guys that just are completely different? They're com- two completely different worlds, right? Let's get a guy that knows how to work or they work together so they can at least be on the same page and they know kind of their own tendencies. You know what I mean? I think it helps the relationship. It helps move things along quicker. You know what I mean? So no, I'm with you. Thought. All right. So uh, let's keep it moving. Next up, Ed Dodds. So we we, we are familiar with Ed Dodds from uh, last, last time we had this situation. Last time we we interviewed, I believe we interviewed Ed Dodds 
Uh, he is a guy that has an extensive, extensive um, scouting uh, scouting background, extensive scouting scouting background. Okay, so this guy is is solid, uh, a solid solid candidate. Nobody, I believe, of all the guys, he's probably has one of the best scouting records uh, to date. Like he's been around, he helped build the Legion of Boom. He's been out in Seattle for a while. So this guy, he's been, he's been here. He's been around for a long time. And I believe, personally, my personal opinion with why he hasn't taken a job yet elsewhere is because he's waiting on the right position. He wants to be able to uh, to kind of choose his the, the the right location, right? And I don't think any of the the the, the uh, prior interviews he's he's took taken so far are the right spots for him. So I believe that's why he's hanging around with Indianapolis so long. So, Dave, what's your th- thoughts on Ed Dodds? So you don't – do you think – is there any reason why he would even consider Charlotte? Do you think Charlotte would I, be a destination? Think, that, because I, if you're telling me the reason why he's been st- chilling in Indy for so long is because he just ain't got the right opportunity. There's a lot of openings, so that's why I'm wondering. Uh, I do not know. Yeah, so, so my, that, my bad. If I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, that's my apologies. Mike, Mike says he has uh, connections to Quinn makes sense. and Canellis. Makes so, sense yeah, because that does Quinn, make would, sense. Quinn, Quinn yeah. would make sense because he probably was there in Seattle when he was in Seattle, yep. That is correct. So my apologies. I missed that one. That's that's on me. That's my bad. So Canales and uh, so that and means I don't Quinn want him. We're done here. We can move on. Canales, but if you Canales is nice though. I mean, oh, if I, he's I, got I, connections I, to Canales, but we got other guys that got connections to Canales. Yeah, I'm and more he, I'm more worried about the ones that have connections to Canales and and Quinn. I do not want Quinn. Let me be clear when I say this. I do not want Quinn. Yeah, I'm good on Quinn too. If Quinn Quinn. comes here, we're changing the name of this show. Why we'll come up with what? What we change the name to? We're gonna change it to something. I don't gonna, get it. Gonna, what do you mean? I don't. We're gonna I don't put, get we're gonna put a poll up, and we're gonna change. We're gonna change that first P to a different. <laughs> we're gonna change. We're gonna change the name of the show because I look, man. I can't sit through Dan Quinn. I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool on Quinn too. I'm with you. I can't. No, I'm not. I'm cool on that. Nah, I can't. I'm cool on that. All right, let's move on. Mike Greenberg. Mike Greenberg is the assistant general manager for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right at this moment. Okay, Tampa's in the playoffs. He's been around Tampa for a long, long time. Okay, uh, let me pull up his his bio real quick. Uh, again, 14th season with the Bucks, um, and this is his first season assistant general manager. Prior to his promotion, he spent two seasons as the vice president of football administration. After eight seasons as director of football administration, and two seasons as the coordinator of football administration. So, what does he what does he get kind of credit for? Um, if you look at this. It, he gets a lot of acclaim, especially this offseason, working and helping the Bucks navigate a challenging salary cap situation. Um, I think he helped uh, re-sign Jamel Dean, Levante David, um, you know, despite the cap strength, cap restraints. Anthony Nelson was another guy that they that they extended. So um, helped sign Baker Mayfield, who we all destroyed last year. Uh, he helped get Baker here. Defensive lineman Greg Gaines, Ryan Neal. Uh, Matt uh, Filer, running back Chase Edmonds, and Chase McLaughlin. Those are who they attribute him uh, uh, credit to him bring help bringing in. So, Dave, what's what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts on uh, Mike Greenberg? Somebody said no. I was like, well, I mean, if you guys like Canales, this might be an opening if need be. I, I, he falls into the Dodds category for me, and whether or not he wants to leave Tampa. Right. 
I mean, he's been at Tampa for a long time. Long I wouldn't be mad if we I wouldn't be mad if we got him, but is he is he gonna is he gonna bounce? Like is he really gonna like you talking 14 years, you said? 14 years? years with the Bucks. 14, 14 years with the Bucks. But you know, like if we're if we're out here saying it's gonna be based on the coaching connection and you a lot of folks want Canales, then yeah, I mean I don't have an issue with it. Um so you know, this is uh this is an interesting one. I'll say that. Yeah, it, they also give him credit for extending uh and negotiating contracts for Carlton Davis and Chris Godwin. I know Chris Godwin, that was that was an interesting offseason because they were uh, almost in danger of losing him and they ended up bringing him back. Yep. And also Ryan Jensen. So some critical moves that he made. But again, he's more of a roster management contract guy than he doesn't have really a scouting background per se. And it depends what it just depends what you're looking for. So again, 14 years with the Bucks. See, I don't I look at this as a as a good thing, right? 14 years with the Bucks means he saw the lowly Bucks. He saw them in bad yeah. times, which also means he has a Super Bowl ring and he saw in the good times and what, what they're looking at right now, even after losing Tom Brady. Right? So I, I look at that as a positive, to be honest with you. It shows how much talent was on our roster too. But then the, the plug in Baker Mayfield are there and they and they still won the division. Yeah. And it got a playoff win. So you, you know, you guys, you guys gotta understand, man, it's there's more to it to, to getting this thing done. You gotta decide who you want to give credit for. You know? So yeah. it's interesting. It's I don't interesting. have an issue with right. this one. I see a lot of people saying pass. I, I a lot of passes in the chat, bro. There's a lot of passes on this. A lot there's a lot of passes. Yo, the first thing I'm gonna that- ask myself is. The guys started here, and the Bucks were bad, bro. Like bad. Like Jameis, who else was here? Like what quarterbacks did he have during that period? So I don't have an issue with this one. I wouldn't be mad at this one. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving because we got a lot to go through. Alec Hallaby. Alec Hallaby. Right now, he is currently the assistant general manager for Philly. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Uh, he has a lot of experience. He's been around the game for a long time, 16 years. Keep that same energy. Keep that same energy because he just said he didn't like the other guy for being for 14 years. This guy was with Philly for 16 years. They ain't always been great. Okay, uh, Go back to the Chip Kelly days. They ain't always been great. Uh, 16 years with Philly. He was named assistant general manager in 2022 after spending six seasons um, as the team's vice president of football operations and strategy. All right. What is his claim to fame during his tenure with the Eagles? Hallaby's focus on player evaluation, roster management, and resource allocation with particular emphasis on integrating traditional and analytical methods in deci- decision-making. He's an analytics guy. I know it said roster management, but this man is an analytics guy. He got he goes like goes back to Harvard. Uh, he's he's an analytics guy. Okay. Um, he also goes back to special assistant to the general manager from 2022-2015. Um, player uh, player personnel analyst, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so Dave, what's he also has a ring too? I didn't I didn't put the Super Bowl yeah, champion Super Bowl there, champion. but he, he does have a Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl ring. Dave, connection to Brian Johnson. What say ye? I don't want Brian Johnson. I can tell you that. Not about the offense I saw last last weekend. I think that's a bit unfair, bro. That's Serini's offense. 
All right. It's very similar to Thomas Brown's situation. I think it's Shane Steichen's offense. So I think Shane, I think they miss Shane Steichen more than we believe. Like I didn't watch the game last night, but I did watch some Eagles games over the past month. And let me tell you something. That offense has been atrocious, bro. Matter of fact, I think we're not like in the past. I saw this stat. Shout out to um, my boy John. In the past six weeks, John, that was in the past six, it's the final six weeks of the season. The Eagles only have a two point differential higher than us. And you know how bad our offense is. I said Serene, Sirianni, my bad. I jacked his name up. Sirianni. Yeah, Sirianni. But I think they missed Shane Steichen. I think that was Shane. I think Shane Steichen was the one that cooked that pot and he went to go go coach somewhere else. So I don't know if I I don't I'm I'm cold on Brian Johnson. I'm cool with Alec Hallaby, but I'm cold on Brian Johnson. Oh, okay. I, I get it. I'm cold on it. I'm cold on the coach. And and there's no way he's been working there for 16 years unless he started at 12. My man looked like he, he not even 30, he, bro. 16 years, bro. He he graduated. He graduated from Harvard in 2009. Oh God. Yeah. She was working. It, he was working for them while he was still at Harvard. Then that's yeah, the case. Basically. Straight to straight to it. I think he said. I think he sit, uh, submitted his resume. I think I can't remember if it's him. I was reading somebody's joint. He submitted his resume to all thirty-two teams, and I think Philly was the only team that called him. I can't remember if that's a story for him or somebody wow. else. Wow. I can't remember. I can't remember. I, don't don't quote me. It's one of the GM candidates did that, uh, wow. but it's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, shout out to Alec Hallaby. Uh, I like him. I, yeah, I like I him a lot. I think he. I, just, I think he's top three just for me. me. He's top three for me. And I, I'm I'm keeping my same energy. I, I like the analytics thing. I'm with it. So I'm I'm rolling with Alec Hallaby. That's just I like it. Somebody said he got some black on him. He might. All right. Kai Harley. Kai Harley, assistant general manager for the New Orleans Saints. Oh, so this is the guy that are, fixing, this is the guy that been fixing the things. You already <laughs> exactly. He is the <laughs> salary cap wizard. He's the brain behind the operation. For getting them dudes under the cap every single year when they're hundred million million over the cap, yeah, I mean, so he's also been with the Saints for sixteen seasons, twenty third uh, in the National Football League. His primary focus is contract negotiation and strategic planning and management of the Saints salary cap and roster management. In his eighth season, his current position um, after serving as director of football administration from twenty twenty eight, or excuse me, twenty two thousand eight. 2028, 2008 to 2013. He works in conjunction with player personnel department, uh, making player acquisition acquisitions fit the salary cap structure. Yeah, so he's the guy, bro. He's the salary cap guy. Yep. Y'all know, y'all know on a cap wizardry, bro. Nah, dog. Yo, man, there's more. Look, at some point that magic ain't gonna work. Sometimes there's gonna be a day. <laughs> there's gonna be a day where he's gonna try to take that rabbit out the hat. And ain't yo, no rabbit in that T, joint. Yo, my man T Thompson is foul, bro. My man. <laughs> yo, y'all can't do that. Y'all can't do that. Yo, my man is foul, bro. Y'all can't do uh, that. Y'all man, out here that putting is out. foul. Y'all could at least said naysayer. Like, y'all, y'all can't be out here doing that. Man. My man is foul. He said he even looked cheap. That's terrible. Yo, that is funny. That's funny, bro. That's terrible. Y'all got to do That's better funny. with yourselves. That's funny, man. But yeah, I'm I'm cool on on Harley too. I'm not a I'm not the biggest Harley guy. Uh, you did his job. 
you did his job. You did his job yeah. in the past. You said, "Oh, yeah, this is what you I, can I, do." I played, yeah, because I, I mean, if if you're given the situation, you got to fix it. Ain't nothing you can really do at that point. The situation is what it is. I prefer not to get in that situation in the first place. So therefore, I'm cool on that. I'm good, bro. They, uh, I think they're like 80 million over the cap this year. Yeah, they eight. They always they always start 8200 million dollars over the cap. <laughs> like I said, man, wizardry goes away. Or maybe you run to somebody that has better wizardry than you, but this is bad. Uh, Mr. Dunky Horry says analytics only show final uh, final numbers, but cannot forecast good coaching, player talent, and ability to learn and become better. I disagree with that a little bit. I definitely disagree with that. Yeah, I disagree with that a little bit. Analytics give you trends. Uh, you know who you sound like. You know who he sounds yeah. like. Ron Rivera. Yeah, yeah. Ron they, Rivera. they definitely, they definitely uh, can help you. Again, they they can't. The ability to learn, obviously, they not can't help you. With no, that. but it definitely identifies trends that can help you uh, make better decisions uh, with said information. So I, I I get your point and disagree with part of it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, Kyle Harley, let's move on. Please. Uh, Champ Kelly. Champ Kelly, Dave. This is another combination I like. Uh, Ch- Champ Kelly is currently the interim uh, general manager for the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay? So the Raiders, um, they, they love this guy. And again, I think they should do a – they should – Remove the interim tag for both of the guys they have right now. That's a no-brainer. Got, like I don't know why they're not doing this. Yeah, they they got players that's willing that's willing to uh, get traded. Max Crosby wants to trade uh, if they don't keep um, uh, my man Antonio Pierce. Pierce. Antonio Pierce. So man. if they don't if they don't keep him, uh, Crosby wants to be traded. So they got a lot of players, uh, you know, speaking up in defense of, of Pierce. But this guy Champ Kelly, who people speak very highly of. By the way, shout out to Max Crosby, man, because that's an ally move right that he did, man. He did. He went out, yo. He went out there and was like, "Yo, nah, Max. we got we got to get the brother Max. to these streets," because he knows real, what happens next. Real, he knows what quick, it is. I, real quick, I got to give a quick shout out to Master Blends. Completely off topic, Master Blends helped me out with some helped me out with something today, completely unrelated to the podcast. So do me a favor, y'all go sub up Master Blends. Go to his channel, sub up. You got like 10K. You're doing pretty good over there. Sub up to Master Blends. That's my guy, man. I appreciate you. Uh, but anyway, uh, going back to uh, uh, Champ Kelly real quick. Let's pull up his little bio. Uh, Champ Kelly, before he joined the Silver and Black, Kelly spent seven seasons in the NFL with Chicago, serving as the Bears' assistant director of player personnel from 2017 to 2021. After spending two seasons uh, director of pro scouting, uh, Kelly worked collaboratively, collaboratively with uh, the Bears director of player personnel and college scouting director and directing uh, both pro personnel and college scouting departments. Um, did some stuff. They ain't really. Uh, what, this, okay, here's where I want this because this is important. All right. Because, again, we want to get into the nitty gritty of what what is he attributed with? Like, what did he do? So during his five seasons as Denver's assistant director of pro personnel, the Broncos won four AFC West division titles. In addition to his tenure, uh, excuse me, in addition during his tenure as assistant director of, of pro personnel, the Broncos signed eight veteran free agents that made it to the Pro Bowl. I repeat, in addition, during his tenure, as assistant director of pro personnel, the Broncos signed eight veteran free agents that went on 
to make it to the Pro Bowl, including two players, guard Luis Vasquez, 2013, and wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, who earned their first career Pro Bowl selections after coming to Denver. What do we call that? Development. Development. When did he? When was he in Denver? Did he get a ring. He must he have did, left. He, le- he left right after, uh, right before the ring. Oh, he that's left, brutal. He left in twenty twenty four. That was 2014. his last season. Oh, excuse me, twenty fourteen. My apologies. Yes. Oh, that's brutal. That was his last season. Yep. But that's good guy, man. I was trying to look up what he did in in, in Denver. I mean, excuse me, in uh, in Chicago, there weren't too much to tout from that standpoint. So I got to dig a little bit deeper in that before before I go, uh, you know, further with ranking him higher than Hallaby. But he's up there. He's up there for sure. He's up there on, on, on the top of the – near the top. Top three for sure. Top three. And then the word on the street, word on the street, Dave, is that Tepper, the interview went the, – the, the Zoom interview went over the time that they allotted. So he likes the guy. The con- conversations were interesting. So I, th- I think this is one to watch. Champ Kelly well liked the, around the league. Keep an eye on that one. Keep an eye on that one. Keep an eye on that one. Any any thoughts on this one, Dave? Final thoughts? Look, I, I like him. Um, I'm not as hype on Frank Smith as everybody else is. But I get it. Um, but, but I like him as a GM. I wouldn't be mad if we'd selected him. But like you said earlier, bro, I don't know what the hell the Raiders are doing. Don't have I have no idea what the Raiders are doing. Yeah, they're wilding. Yeah, I don't they're know wilding. what they're doing. Like they, they, you know, if the if the owner if Mark Davis wants to win now, better keep the guys in the building. Yeah, and going back to the Super Bowl, he absolutely has something to do with. Yep, it. they all. I hope they should give him a ring because he helped build that team. Yep. So he absolutely had a lot to do with building that team and should get credit as such. That's why I asked you the mean? question. Yeah, no, it's valid. Very valid. Very valid. You know, sometimes right, the guys, uh, sometimes the guys that, that build the team ain't there when the team yeah. shows the team shows out. Yeah, Herney, Herney, and Gettleman. Mm-hmm. Gettleman, Gettleman took Herney's team to the. Yeah, you know I mean, so mm-hmm. we'll keep moving though. All right, uh, let's move on to Nick Mateo. Nick Mateo. Right now, he is the vice president of football administration for the Baltimore Ravens. When you see a successful team. You got to pluck from said successful team. Okay. So I, that's what the Panthers are currently trying to do. And I listen, I was listening to something with, with Smitty. Uh, this was one of his shows. I can't recall which one, but he was talking about the Ravens and how he helped w- when he talks about the way the Ravens organization is run and how they're built and how he's told David Tepper about some of that stuff. And you see that David Tepper has now integrated some of that into what we do as Carolina Panthers, right? So like the whole Hall of Honor and the whole uh, alumni network, all, a lot of that stuff came from the Ravens and how the Ravens treat their alumni, okay? So now I think we're trying to take it a step further because, again, not only are we interviewing their current vice president of football administration, we're interviewing their offense and defensive coordinator, right? So there's a lot we're trying to pluck from the Ravens and rightfully so, the Ravens are always competitive. Always. They're always competitive, bro. It don't matter who they got. They always seem to be competitive. I mean, I mean so kudos. But to I, have a, I, have a very, I have a very interesting question for you. Shoot, Dave. Their head coach 
is the constant if you want to talk about success. True. All right. They just switched their offensive coordinator recently. So I I got questions. Now, these are my questions. And let me be clear. I'm not knocking Nick. I think Nick is a phenomenal candidate. Let me be clear. But if we're talking about the coaches under that list, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot of like Mike McDonald lovers out there, Dave. I know what they are. I'm just telling you, it's that a lot of people love McDonald, bro. Monkin, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a little. Yeah, I, 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 I might questions. give grace to. I might give grace to McDonald. I'm not giving grace to Monkin because if Lamar Jackson wins his second MVP, he would have done it with two different offensive coordinators. I think that's more on uh, Lamar. That's just my True. opinion. Good point. So, good point. Uh. So Nick Mateo, just a little bit more about him. He's in his fourth season with Baltimore. He oversees all areas of football administration, including day-to-day salary cap management and general roster transactions. Uh, just some 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 things that they attribute him with. Um, he has uh, negotiated the contracts of all 37 draft picks during his time since 2019, plus several free agents. He's worked with extensions with a number of key Ravens, including most recently all-pro tight end Mark Andrews. He's also the Ravens' key liaison when it comes to NFL management council. So he's done some work there with COVID-19, did some, did some work there. Okay, so uh, they gave they give him credit with uh, the contract extensions of Kevin Zeitler, who's a guard, tight end Mark Andrews, negotiated contract with left tackle Ronnie Stanley, Chuck Clark, uh, Sam Koch, um, and that's pretty much all they he handled negotiations for Marcus Peters. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much all they have attributed for him. So Dave, what you think? Lamar, the Lamar Jackson is not listed here. Lamar Jackson contract is not listed. Of FYI. course. Now I, I, um, I compared to other candidates, um, you know, he's cool. He's outside my top three, though. He's probably outside yeah. my top three. The more yeah, he, I think yeah, about he it. doesn't crack the top three for me. He doesn't crack the top like, three. I, I mean, I, y'all are hyping monkeying up, man. I'm like, he ain't been to OC that long. But either way. Yeah. All right, let's keep it moving. We'll go to the next individual. It's time for some home cooking, Dave. Oh, Dan Lord. Morgan. We already know. We don't got to go through his resume. Uh, but he does have the scouting background. He does have ties to Canellis out in uh, out in uh, Seattle. So, Dave, what what you think? Are you going to clean house? Are you going to clean house or are you going to clean house? So, what? okay. So, good, good, good question. But what if we what if we acquire or keep a guy like um, – or what if we hire a guy like Hallaby? And you still you want to keep him as assistant general, assistant general manager for the scouting portion? What, I wouldn't what do you be, think about that show. I wouldn't be mad at that. I, I I just like I'm trying to rec- like we hired Dan Morgan. We hired Dan Morgan this year, right? Or was it last year? No, he's been around for three years, bro. Oh, so he's been around for a minute. He's been around for a, a run of the rule, literally. Mm-hmm. A little bit. <sighs> mm. I'm okay with it. 
Not my top three, though. Um, Shocks you didn't put Evero here. It's telling me he's been. Uh, that, that, that's true. This guy, I, I did leave Evero off. That's my fault. And and Tom, even though I don't think they are they even Tom Brown for this head coaching job. Mm-mm. That's interesting. And, and we and we let you know we've been blocking interviews for we let him for go before kinda, we let him, we let him go get an interview with somebody. Go ahead and pass. Go collect two hundred. Get up out of here, bro. For OC or for a head coach? Because I think he's let no let for them. head coach. Well, no, they're let. They, I think you gotta let them go for head coach. No, is it? No, 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 no. Is it? No, I think it was head coach. You're right. You're right. You're you right. gotta let him you're out. Right. You gotta let him out for that. Now, if you told me you went out for the, OC, the interview with Titans. He did interview yes. with the Titans head coach. I think it was head coach. You're right. You're right. No, I look. I look. I got my opinion on Evro. I would love for Evro to come back as head coach, but I just I don't see too many scenarios that could occur. I mean, if he's the GM, I could see it happening, but um, I don't know of any other GM that could pop in. Could potentially. Oh, I, there might be. Well, no. What's interesting? Could, what's interesting is though, Dan, Dan Morgan hasn't received any other interview. Offers elsewhere. So that means he can stick around. That means he'll stick around. That's man. that's what's interesting. Yeah, like I think he's gonna be around regardless who we hire. I think he's always gonna be. And it, yeah. again, especially if you're gonna lean towards an analytics or salary cap guy, you, you got your need scout. a guy that can that can scout. And so that's why I think it's important you keep Morgan around. Fair enough. So, yeah, you guys talking about Evo's overrated is the most hilarious thing on earth. Have you seen how good that defense was? Y'all are tripping. All right, next up we got Samir Suleiman. So Samir Suleiman, we know he's the cap, the cap manager. Uh, you know, he's got the experience with Pittsburgh going back there. Dave, what say you? You good? You good on Suleiman as our GM? Yeah, I'm good. Me too. Let's move on. All right, Brant Tillis. Brant Tillis. Uh again, this is this is he's in my top three for sure. Brant Tillis been around Kansas City for a long time. Jim long, Carey. long time. Yeah, Jim Carrey for sure. Jim Carrey for sure. Uh, but he's been around KC. He's seen again, been around, seen it from the bottom, and seen it get better and better on the on their way to Super Bowl uh victories. Okay, he's a salary cap and contract guy, does not have any connections. That's I think that's the uphill battle for him. Is I do think if you look, there's so many guys with connections to potential head coach candidates. I, I, I really think that's what you want, ideally. And I'm sure that's what Sportsology is pushing to, is, hey, if you're going to bring some guys in, make sure they have some sort of work, working relationship in the past. The only uphill battle for this gentleman is there are no coaching connections. But he's he's done a lot um, with, the, with the Chiefs. Dave, what are you thinking with this guy? This is where the, the – I like this guy, too. There, This is where the – would he be in my top three? He's in my top three. Yeah, I think he'd probably be in my top three. Him. I don't think he about did, and, and he and he negotiated. Unlike the other guy, uh uh Mateo from Baltimore, this guy definitely negotiated Patrick Mahomes' large contract. Yeah, I think and which, which looks like a steal now. It's gonna look more and more like a steal every year. Yep. Yeah, you know I mean, so. Yeah, it's it's yeah, because I probably definitely put Disney up there. Yeah, he's probably in my three. The more I think about it, do you have five in your top three? I might, I might have four in my top three. <laughs> you, 
<laughs> I've definitely got four of my top three. Him, I got, got four. I got, three, I got I might have four. I'm gonna have four too. I'll be playing. Yeah, yeah. I got him. I might have four of my Disner. I got him, Disner, um, Champ, and probably McDonald. I think I got those four. Oh no, no, not even that. I do have five of my top three because the got Eagles got two. Yeah, the Eagles got two. I gotta think about this, man. Yeah. All right. I mean, we can go, we can go back. All right, let's let's run it back. Cause that that rounds out all the candidates. That's all 11 candidates. Um but just to kind of, just to kind of, um, my man said Jim Carrey my number one. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Um, so here, here's the list. Okay, just in case, just going back to that tier thing that we had earlier, you got your scouting guys and you got your caps. And again, cap and analytics guys, they're merged together. So you got some guys within this that are just cap guys, and you have some that are just analytics guys. Okay, so. Dave, with this list, what do you got, man? What what that, you looking so, at? So basically, based on the vote that I had, and I was clear, too. I said I don't have an issue with getting the analytics guy. Based on the vote that I have, Champ Kelly got to be near the top of my list. So he has to be in my three because I can't – I already said what I felt about Dobbs. I already said what I felt about Brandon Brown. And I already felt like Dan Morgan probably ain't – I think he's going to stick around regardless. So Champ Kelly would have to be on my list, which means I got to pick two off this cap analytics. But yeah, all you 75 percenters, y'all got to pick three from that left. Like y'all got to pick three from that left. And you know who's not now over there? Tillis ain't over there. Dillsner ain't over there. So uh, shout out to Jared. Jared said, did we request Will, Will McClay? McClay said he not leaving. And McClay, would have he would have hit the top. He would have been the top of my list of five in my top three. Will McClay, he would have <laughs> been at the top. I like McClay, but McClay said he's not leaving, bro. He said he's not leaving uh, Dallas. So we might have requested it, but he ain't going nowhere, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm screaming because everybody now, they, they're yeah. Do I need to put the poll back up? Yeah, put that poll back up because y'all got to reconsider because some of you guys, some of you guys put some thumbs down to some of these guys on this left. It's like only one guy you didn't put on the thumbs down on, really, but the rest of these guys, y'all were Y'all were thumbing them down, man. I remember y'all in these streets. So, all right, so my three is going to be probably – I, I got to be consistent. So, Champ, um, Tillis, and I'm going to say Disner. I like what happened in Detroit. Um, those are the three I'm rolling with. And my other – and the, and the other part, the other two, the other the, the other five would be Hallaby and Greenberg. So, that would be the five. Those are my five in the top three. So – I'm looking to see what you guys are out here talking about. You put the poll back up? Not yet. I'm typing it up. 75% of you guys said y'all wanted a scout. Uh, well, I mean, when we talk about coaching, the only person, like, the only person I think, are we going to bring Bill Belichick in? Because he would fit under the coaching bill. Uh, I don't know, bro. I have not seen. I saw he interviewed with Atlanta Falcons, but that's it. That's all I've seen. All right, poll is back up now. Check the check the uh, the chat. So, somebody it's said the they chat. were they, they they said cap guy. There's only 13 percent of y'all to pick the cap. So 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 here let let me round out my top three. Let me see if I can actually narrow it to three because this it's tough. Um. Hmm. 
Man, that's tough. It's tough. I got like six in my top three. I got five. I have uh, five. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm rolling Kelly. I'm rolling Kelly Tillis Disner. Those are my three. In, is that in order? Because I think that might be my three too. But I like how. Yeah, nah, too. nah. Kelly's got to be first because I said I wanted the scouts. So I got to be consistent. So that's fine. Kelly tells Disner's fine. I like. I like Champ. You're gonna have to. I like, analytics. I know you do. I got but. four. I got. I got four of my top. Four, three, four of your top. Three. <laughs> I got four of my top. Three. I, I got four of my top three. I like Champ Kelly. I like Brant Tillis. I like Halliby and I like Disney. The Greenberg for you, huh? I can understand that. I like I like I do I like Greenberg, but I, I if you can only pick three, you can only pick it, three. I, hell, I pick. You pick four. You out here cheating. But um, if I had to get rid of one, yeah, if you had to do a one guy to go, uh, maybe that would be the best way to do it with you. <laughs> this is hard, bro. It is hard. If I had to get rid of one, this and this is gonna sound crazy, but the only reason why I would get rid of Tillis is because he doesn't have a connection to any of our potential head coaches. I think that is really, really, really important. I I think it's more. I think it's not a matter of a cap or a scouting. Because I think you can get that. You can accomplish that. You can bring in some scout guys. You can bring those guys in. But to have two guys on the same page, I think that's what's really important, bro. But I would because argue. Also, hold on, Dad. Let me get this point out. One, one last All point. Right. Because we'll, 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 we get into, oh, should we hire the coach first? Or should we hire the GM first? Well, guess what? It wouldn't matter if you got two guys that worked together previously. Yeah, here's, I mean, my argu- here's my argument with that. Disney was part of a committee that hired two people that did not know each other to make fair. it work. Fair enough. Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell had no connections. None fair whatsoever. Enough. And they led them to their it first works. playoff win in over 30 years. It's fair. Point point received. So point received. I I I, I, so, I, so I for me. This- so for me, like when it comes to picking the GM, yes, the GM. If you're gonna pick the GM first, and yes, you're gonna you're gonna let them hire the head coach. But if Tepper, does, if, if 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 the search firm, a Tepper decides to roll with, says, "Yo, these are the guys you need to get, and make them work together," I would rather Tepper do that. And if he goes with what the search firm recommends, then. Then have a have us be concerned with some of the combo because I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Some of these comp, some of these guys, I almost yeah. took off my list because of the coach that was under it. Like Holiday, Holiday did not make my top three off the fact that Brian Johnson is sitting there, and I saw enough to realize that they missed Shane Steichen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like I, I saw enough to be like, oh nah, because if and and if. If Brian Johnson gets that opportunity, if, if, if they decide oh, we're going to bring Brian Johnson in, and y'all complain about the offense, I'm just going to look at y'all, and I'm just going to keep pressing this button. I told because y'all. I keep telling y'all, I want a coach that's going to be. It doesn't matter if it's going to be offense or defense. I want somebody that's going to be able to, to put a culture in that room, and lead those guys, because that's what's missing. That's what's probably missing more than anything else. Development too. 
So, so Dave, give me, give me your what's your what's your dream combination? What's the, okay if you had because you I like I like talking to y'all that the people that say oh just give me the best coach just because y'all don't know what y'all want. You just like to say stuff to sound good. You don't you can't you can't get give me exactly what candidates on our list that's gonna give you exactly what you're looking for. Don't don't just say oh I want give me no, the no, best no, guy. No, no. That's, that's, be, that's what y'all do. It. That's what that's what y'all do. Give me the I'll, best guy. Give me the best I'll, guy. I'll give you I'll give you two scenarios. No, we right, want one. Ready? Just give me one guy. There go your balloons. No, because I got no. I, what time. the hell do these balloons be happening? I can I never understand where these balloons come from. I'll give you guys two scenarios. All right. The first scenario. Your balloons are wilding, Dave. Yo, I don't know where they're coming from. I think it's it's think it's your hand. It might be. The Do it first. No, no, nah, nah, I ain't got time for this shit. I ain't trying to be out here experiment right now. The first, the first scenario for me, <laughs> you know that is, the balloons is, is killing me. Is if we hire Disner, and we're able to get Ben Johnson, and and we're also able to keep Eve Rotor on the defense. I don't I don't think that's a realistic scenario. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I don't think I think Tabor will probably stay regardless, possibly, but I don't think that's a realistic scenario. The second scenario, and I know you guys don't like this, y'all ain't gonna like this. I feel confident that the key beef role, if we bring Morris in and let him go pick an OC, I think it'll work. But I know a lot of folks aren't a fan of Morris for some reason or another. You know, Morris is Morris has shown that he's be able to do a culture. Morris has shown that he can coach on both sides of the ball, and he's done a phenomenal job as defensive coordinator for the Rams. So, and I think he can work with Evro because they've worked on the previous staff together. So I'm not too worried about that. Raheem. And I would love, yeah, Raheem. Yep. So, um, and I think you could probably put him with Disner. You could probably put him with Champ. You could probably put him with anybody in the top three, in my top three. Um, because like I said, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if they work together, if they've worked together in the past or not, in my opinion. I think I I think folks are, are worried about that factor, but there's more ways to skin a cat. True. Um, that so Absolutely. like I'm not I wouldn't be mad at Sloak either. Let me be clear. But th- that's oh yeah, are, he he on the list, bro. Sloak doesn't have any connections uh, that I'm aware of to any of these guys. Either. So think yeah. about that. So, he has no connection so, to any of these guys. Yeah. So think about this. Like imagine the combination of bringing in Tillis and Sloak. Like that. Just because they haven't worked together doesn't mean it can't work. Like Dave said. Absolutely. I 1,000 percent agree. With, I'm not so staunch in my in my opinion that. Uh, I'm not open to other other things. Like I, I think that in my in my my what my dream scenario is give me Disner and give me John, Ben Johnson. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my one A combination, right? Then you start to talk about some other combinations that give me slow it pause. Uh, give me uh uh um uh, uh that's give the me, thing uh, with Sloak, right? Canellis. Go ahead. But that's the thing with Sloak, right? You just, at that point you just get your number one GM and be like, all right, we just gonna pair him up, and slow it. Exactly, exactly. Like so, like it. And, and again, we you gotta be fluid. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Like you gotta it, be fluid. You can't be so staunch in your opinion that you're not open. Like I, I have what I prefer. But again, I'm not. It doesn't have to be a guy that they that they worked with before, or they they haven't had to have a working relationship. It works. Like Dave just mentioned, there it works where guys aren't. As long as their visions can mesh, 
Yes. Like that's what matters. As long as it can work out, that's what matters. And we'll never know it until it actually happens. Yeah, you know I mean, so we won't know until until it happens. So it so, is what it is. We got to trust the process. So we talked about that. Detroit, trust sportsology. Yeah, we we talk about the Detroit elevator speech of Brad Holmes, but Dan Campbell Dan Campbell gave out two game balls, one to Brad Holmes and one to Jared Goff. <laughs> Jared Goff got more playoff wins in Detroit than Matt Stafford did. Or think about shout that. Shout out to shot man. I, I man, yo, bro. If I was a Detroit fan right now, bro, I would. I they gotta feel real to good. the ceiling, and I, bro. And I and I know I know we sit up here to complain and like we when you but. Detroit, bro, they haven't won a playoff game in 32 years. Barry Sanders was the running back. 32 years, bro. No, like some of y'all not even that old. Barry, a lot of y'all not even that old. Barry Sanders was the running back. Y'all didn't know who Eminem was. Matter of fact, the last time the Cowboys won a playoff game, y'all didn't know who Eminem was. <laughs> like y'all gotta the last I mean last time they've been to an NFC championship game. Let me let me clear that up because I know you guys will say uh, you're wrong, but the last time the Cowboys been to an NFC championship game, Eminem, nobody knew who Eminem was. All right, let me let's hit some of these super chats. We missed a lot of them. Uh all right, so T Holiday says people forget Raheem was a pass game coordinator under Shanahan. I'm good uh with Morris also. And also Duarte has a coach. background too. Also has a defensive background too, so he knows both sides. That's mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not out on Morris. I'm not out on Raheem. Not out by any means. I'm open to Raheem. Jared said, dream scenario, Disner, VP, Champ Kelly, GM, uh, head, uh, head coach Johnson, Sloat, Canales, Smith, or McDonald. I like that list. I like that order, too. I, I'm with, I, That's actually my order. I, I don't know about McDonald. Wow. But that's my order. Johnson, Sloat, Canales, Smith, Frank. Yeah, that's that's my order. Jared hit my my order. That's my top three right there. Slow it, Johnson. Slow it, Canella Smith. That's my top three. <laughs> Look, man. So you don't you're not a fan of Ebro being the head coach? No, I, bro. I'm I'm consistent, bro. You, all every every name up there is is offensive. I'm consistent. I <laughs> you want said no guy. Oh, something. Oh well, you said four or your three. You I said I'm good. McDonald. I'm good on McDonald. I'm not a McDonald guy. Yeah, I understand that. I understand the rationale behind him, but I want somebody that's going to fix Bryce. That's what I want. Okay. So I, I'm good with those. I, I like this list though, and look, that is man, a you, dream you look, scenario. Man, you got, all I'm going to say, listen, man. I know you're consistent, but I'm looking at this chat. I'm going to remind y'all that we just had our offensive coach. Just want to remind y'all that. It does. Yeah, that that doesn't matter. That, that, <laughs> just want to right. I even that put did. up the I even put up the numbers about the remaining head coaches and their offensive minded. Uh, what what is it like? What is it now? Right now, with the remaining eight teams, there's four offensive minded coaches, three defensive minded coaches, and and John Harbaugh. And one of the offensive minded coaches is Dan Campbell, who's never called plays before. That's interesting. So he's more of a culture guy, but he was a tight ends coach, but he's never called plays before. So that's interesting. So so when you put it in perspective, it's pretty much even. Yeah, I mean it's hey, the numbers are the numbers. You can't argue. You can't. And there's argue some the offensive-minded coaches that call plays that got out the paint. You want me to name some? Mike. Yeah. McCarthy. Yeah, yeah McCarthy. Mike McDaniel. Yeah, so a couple of them. Yeah, there's a couple, a couple of them that got out the paint. Again, hey Dave, I'm open to being wrong, bro. 
No, I just, I just, I just, I just wanted to bring. I, I tweeted it. I tweeted it this morning. I just wanted to yeah. make, make, give y'all that awareness. So, like, when y'all say offense, I know you're open, but I'm just saying some I'm, folks aren't. I'm open. I'm, so, I'm, so y'all I'm be out here open. saying offense, defense, guys. Ultimately, man, I just want to win, bro. Like, so exactly. if, if it's if it's offensive or defensive minded, at the end of the day, I'm gonna support whoever gets the job because I want to win. I feel like an offensive guy could get us there. But ain't that that doesn't mean a defensive guy can't do it. Oh no. I just prefer an offensive mind. And the reason why I prefer the offensive mind is because of Bryce. Like I feel like we could get Bryce going with some of these guys on this list. That's why well, I think I mean keep uh, it a buck. Long time long long term historically defenses that are ones that the defensive coaches are the ones that typically do it. Now, as of late, it's been off it's been more offensive, but you could still do it with a defensive squad. What do you do? What? What do you mean? Win the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You oh, can no, still no, do yeah. it. Like I, I, I think, I think you know, we got the McVay run, the Andy Reid run, and we're like forgetting. Like, no, 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 no. You can still do it, but and it again, has been done. Follow the, the the trends, bro. That's why I am the trends. The trends. Yeah. Uh, that's that's how that's how I come to my conclusions. But anyway, let's hit more super chats. I want two candidates to complement each other. That's kind of the same. That's where I was at with it too. Uh, Wade says, have to consider that maybe the GM didn't necessarily like the potential head coach candidate they aligned to and vice versa. That's true, too. That's true. They, maybe they don't gel. Just because you work together doesn't mean you have to like each other. So that's a good you point. Don't. You don't. And point. sometimes that might uh, be the best way. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Acash says, FYI, figured out how Dave and Shad's top three uh, ranking be like 1A, 1B, 2A, 2B, and 3. That's how they ended up with five in the top three. It's kind of like, it's kind of like ties, you know, like co-champions, you know, just yes, ties. Tie, yes. Yeah. Everybody gets a championship. Every, everybody, everybody wins. Uh, Nivrash says, don't take anyone from the Eagles. No, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Also, Nivrash says, on a scale of 1 to 10, how mad would you be? If we signed Dan Quinn or Mike McCarthy, if either were fired, I would lose my mind. Lose my or, mind, or I tell you. Both? Both? Bro, I don't want either one of them. No. I don't want neither one of them. I don't want neither one of them. No. No. I'll lose my mind, bro. No, sir. No, sir. No, yep. sir. Uh, let me see what else. What else we got? I missed a lot of super chats. Here we go. Mike McCarthy, uh, like the next George Seifer. That happens though. Keep it a butt. If we hire Mike McCarthy and he come over here, oof, oof, brutal, brutal hours. Oh, I got this one. So I think I caught up. I caught up. Yeah. Uh, yep. All right, we're good. We're good. All right, I got him. See, so, yeah, this is interesting, man. This is good stuff. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think. Personally, I think we're gonna know who our head coach is before the month is over. With, I think as soon as those guys, like let's say hypothetically, Detroit loses, um, this this coming up. Not losing this weekend, I can tell you that. Yeah, they got who they got. They got the uh, the Buck. Uh, I hope they don't lose in Detroit. Go Their Detroit, second home playoff you, game in over thirty years. Go Detroit, but you never know, man. Bucks man, is hooping nah, right now. Nah, nah, they're not beating. Nah, the Bucks. Ain't Bucks going. is hooping. Not in Detroit. Uh, but yeah, man. So a- as this goes along, and as these candidates start to drop off, more of them will start to interview. It's gonna be good. I think. I think we're gonna know before the end of the year. Uh, for excuse me, before the end of the month. I think we're gonna know. I think we're gonna know. 
Why is so, nobody not interviewing the enemy? I think we all know why nobody's interviewing the enemy. Bro, y'all gotta let that be enemy stuff go, bro. Go, like man. it 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 is done, bro. It's well, he, we know he ain't coming here. But he got a body or something. He got a body. Let's just go. With yo, stop, man. <laughs> stop. Stop the madness. I don't know why tonight. I don't know why. Well, I know why, but he didn't do what he needed to do in Washington to get warranted uh, the opportunities that he wanted. He took a risk and it didn't work out. Simple yeah. as that. It's that simple. Um, but nah, man, this is this is gonna be a fascinating couple weeks. Um I yep. will say that. So, yeah, so next week we will do the coach candidates. And again, there's a lot of guys getting interviewed right now, whether it's virtual. I think all interviews are virtual right now, and there can't be any in-person interviews until the 22nd. So it's going to pick up here soon. Uh, so stay tuned. We're going to break them all down. And again, everybody has the uh, the right to change their minds, right? Uh, we get we we. It's not like we are so staunch in our opinions that we we. We dead set in it. We have the right to change our minds of who we want. Right now, again, my combination, my dream combination is Disner and Ben Johnson. Um, you know, but again, I could there's other combinations that I like too. Uh I like I like Frank Smith. I like Canellis. I like Slowick. We'll see. We'll I'm, see not, I'm not as high on Frank Smith as everybody else, man. I, I can see why too. I get it. I just I don't we're out here trying to get guys who we think can do what the coaches the head coach is doing right it's all it's all a game of chance Dave. it's you all a play, game of chance a bro risk. but like I, I, I just I, in my head I just believe that Mike McDaniel was that guy bro so and what everybody am I getting said the same no bro everybody said the same thing about Shanahan and his son Shanahan his son then McVay and then McDaniel like everybody like it's, it keeps happening, but like, nah, but every, like, all these guys man, are, are hims. Washington, Washington had the mind stars of a freaking coaching staff. Like I look, I like those don't always. That's what I'm saying. Me. So like they've all been successful, bro. Like so. So you know what I'm that tells thinking. me? Why are we? Why are we even? Why are we arguing here? We should just go get the guy. Get a guy from the 49ers. because they've been spitting out head coaches too. They we have. ain't really interviewing nobody from them. Well, actually, we had one of them. He's the defensive coordinator now. So, but my point is, is that the 49ers have been spitting out head coaches. Like, literally, Mike McDaniels, D'Amico Ryans, Salah, which I think got a raw deal, but he only going to get one more year left in, in just at this rate. Like, they've been spitting out head coaches in San Fran. Like, bleh. So, yeah. But you know, but I digress. But all right. All right, we're gonna get out of here. I mean, this is a great show. Uh again, uh coaches next week, similar situation. I'm gonna do offense, defense. We'll do like what tree they came from. Uh Slowick and Raheem, Raheem was on that Moore. stat. <laughs> Raheem was on the stat. Yeah. It's crazy. Yo, it's crazy. that is insane. How crazy that Wa- staff Wa- was. Washington had a monster, bro. Yo, them cats had yo, them cats had the same staff that we got. But I know for a fact everybody don't know about them not gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. But this oh my God. My God. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, man. But all right, we're gonna get out of here. Uh coach is up next. Uh make sure you hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell, get in the comments, man. It's gonna it's a fun, good show. Same thing next week, and let's hope hope we end up with the right guy, man. It's it's time 
it's time for us to get back on the right track uh, and start to win some games here, man. That all-star wow. coaching wow. class went three and thir- three and thirteen. Dog. Yeah, that's crazy. Autumn head coaches. Well, we can we can say the same too. We just had an all-star coaching staff baby. and went and went. Let me find let me find out that all our coaches just go like Thomas Brown becomes this monster head coach. Every everybody else that leaves Carolina does it. So why not coaches? Joe Brady doing just fine up in Detroit. Buffalo. I mean, a Buffalo, my bad. Up in, bu- <laughs> up in Buffalo. Ever since he's taken over, that offense has changed. I'll say that. That offense got better since he took over as OC. Since Dorsey left, the, the offense has changed. Well, it's gotten better. I ain't going to say it changed, but it's gotten better. But all right, man, let's shut this bad boy down. Yep. We out of here, man. Like, subscribe. We got to get 23K, man. I've been asking for 23K for a long time. Hit that sub button. We out of here. We'll holler at y'all next week. Peace. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.